Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. I can't believe December is already like halfway over. Like as of recording this, December is about halfway over. But like by the time this episode goes up, it's going to be basically over. Yeah, there'll be like, like two weeks left. Like a week-ish till Christmas when this goes up. Like mm-hmm. I'm not ready. I hope I will be by then. I won't be. It's going to come too fast. Like, also, I have you to know, work that last week of December. So I think that'll drag. That'll make the year drag out. Oh, because you don't usually work the last week of the year, do you? No, I don't. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry for I, your struggles. Yeah, it's okay. That sucks. You, know, you don't always get yeah. what you want. It's fine. Can't win them all. Exactly. Can't win them all. But uh, this is a mini. So I'm just going to jump right into my book. Uh, yeah, I did quite. I did quite enjoy <laughs> it, actually. Um, so I... I guess it wasn't really mini. I was kind of looking for like a short story because I did audiobook this time around and I was kind of hoping to find one that was like four hours, you know, like, mm-hmm. like a quick, like a quick read. Yeah. No, I ended up picking like a 10 hour audiobook. It's totally <laughs> fine. Don't even worry. About it. Oh my God. It had snow on it. And I was like, well, that seems like the right one because I already own it. Yeah. It's perfect then. <laughs> I love just using my audible credits and then in looking back I'm like wow look at all these books I bought for myself already yeah because I was like oh well I need to use that credit so and then you just like your audible TBR yeah yeah exactly exactly so the book that I ended up doing um is called The Deep Deep Snow by Brian Freeman Ooh, there is a I'm not sure I think it's a follow-up book to it but I think it's a prequel okay I love that I do love when that happens when they do the second like they make the second but it's actually a prequel Mm -hmm. yeah I'm pretty sure they did that for this one. Um, I saw it pop up in like my recommended and like what it was called made me realize it was related, but I'm not positive. So okay. don't hold me to that. But there is another one in this essentially like world series, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what this book was about, there are a lot of interpersonal relationships in it, which takes up like a good chunk of the book, like just to be fair. So FYI, you're going to get like the TLDR of the plot line and not all of the interpersonal relationships because that's just part of the journey yeah you gotta read the book or listen to it in this case to learn it yeah. all so well i mean you could read it it's not solely audio okay Every i own, just sometimes it to is though it. right like <laughs> some audio. of them are made only for audible so well you know maybe it does say that i don't know i don't think so okay now i'm doubting it but <laughs> well, I didn't it mean does to make exist you doubt and it's a book and it's fine um so this book is uh kind of like a I, I'm like, what category would I put in? Murder mystery, I guess. Ooh, love it. So the characters live in a small town that is actually called Avery Ware after like the the um, founder or whatever of the town. Okay. But they call it everywhere. Yeah. So I was I just going to say. I was the like, like, author's point was like, this could be anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. like this could be any small town. It doesn't really matter where it is because yeah. they didn't use real names. So they just call it everywhere. Which just cracks me up. Um, and then I think there's like a bar or something called Nowhere. So like <laughs> that's so they fun. kind of really play into the whole like everywhere, nowhere kind of um vibe for this this whole book. So it's just your average town. People do know each other pretty well, so it leads me to believe it's a pretty small town. Um so the, the main character is Shelby Lake. She is a deputy um on the middle county middle county uh, police, <laughs> is, police yep. department so like i said so generic very, very <laughs> generic names of things which i thought was just so funny actually i thought it was hilarious so 
the TLDR on Shelby, because again, there's a, so many interpersonal relationships and webs here that actually don't get unraveled during this book. So it leads me oh. to believe there's definitely got to be more information in the next book. And I'm kind of curious. So Shelby um, was adopted. Her dad was the sheriff when she was growing up and she has no idea where she was from. Basically what happened for her is that he, her dad, the one who adopted her, had like a feeling while he was out at Shelby Lake one day that like he was supposed to be somewhere else. And so he like drove home or maybe it was to the police department, but she had essentially been surrendered as an infant. And okay. so he just like that, that was the, there's the story, at least that he told her, but there are reasons to believe within the book that like, maybe there's more to it than that. And that was just like a good story to tell a child, you know, and is that like, why he named her after the lake or Shelby Lake? Because oh, okay. That's where he was when his life changed. Yeah. Okay. He, he swears he heard God tell him to go to wherever it was that she had been surrendered. Cause otherwise she would have frozen to death. Like it was like, oh, okay. Was like so, an infant, like she could have died, like sitting on that like porch or whatever she was on. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't like somebody like dropped her like, off at the police station and like gave her to somebody. No, he just had like, oh. a feeling he had to be somewhere because like they had dropped her off at like the police station or something. They had dropped her off there, but there was no one there because there was like mm. a snowstorm or whatever. So like that's kind of the whole like Shelby's whole like gig is that like she has no idea who her past is, but like God brought her dad to her, and I thought that was just I don't know, it's kind of nice. Like yeah. It's cute. I, yeah, it's a cute little story. I hope that it's, you know. I, you know, I hope that that's the true story. Like I said, there are reasons to believe within this book once you get more into like the interpersonal relationships and the ins and outs of the townsfolk and stuff to think that like maybe there's something more to it. But you don't find out in this book and it doesn't okay. really matter. Well, then we can stay with positive. I like yes. it. Yes. So Shelby um, becomes a deputy, obviously. Like her dad is a police officer. So this book goes between two um different decades essentially so it starts it doesn't even say what year it's so generic like with location and stuff <laughs> it doesn't tell me what year i mean the point is it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um so basically when she's a younger deputy there is a boy in town who goes missing jeremiah um being in a small town like it's pretty unusual they assume that he just kind of wandered off he was supposed to be like with his his older brother and his older brother said that they were riding bikes and he told him to like go home because he was complaining because he's the younger brother and he wanted to be done so he told him to go home and he'd follow him in a little while and when he goes to follow him home jeremiah never makes it home so the when shelby is younger her and her dad and the other police officers they end up calling the fbi because like being in a small town there's only a few options really of what could have happened here and like usually when child is kidnapped it's related to someone they know you know so like they don't really know and it's really hard for a small town police force to i think to kind of figure out like who in their town did it yeah and they like, don't have the kind of resources like they're no, probably they really rare the too and it, so. they know all these people really personally so it's kind of hard to be unbiased like for information too um they i'm like i don't even remember exactly <laughs> they bounce back and forth a little bit um but basically, at this time, they don't really have any real suspects. Um, they do, at one point, get notified that they found a body, but it's of an old man. So, no. dang it, not, not a boy. Yeah. You get some hope there for a little bit. I was um, excited. But you don't, they don't find the boy. Like, they find, like, his bike, and they find some, like, signs of, like, maybe where he's been. But basically, he kind of up and vanishes um so it kind of becomes like the town cold case like there's no real progress at all on this for 10 years so this book starts 
when Jeremiah goes missing, um, again, a lot of it is interpersonal relationships. Like Shelby's best friend dies of cancer or has cancer. And then she has to like adopt her daughter. There's a lot of that going on, which is like what gives this book so much length, honestly, but like crucial to the story. A lot of those um, like relationships do add like details to it, which I think is really interesting. Like um, one of them has like a, like the daughter, Anna, who Shelby ends up being really close with because she ends up essentially adopting her, but not really because like she's like 10 when her mom passes away. You find this out pretty early because they jump from 10 years to 10 years really quickly. It doesn't really matter. Um, but she has like a, like a vision that, or a dream maybe that where she's going to find Jeremiah, there's a, a cross carved in like a birch tree. And so like, even as she gets older, Anna keeps looking like for that birch tree, like hmm, maybe Jeremiah's going to be there. Like after all this time, you know, after this dream, but like Anna doesn't seem too concerned about it. Um, and she says though that they weren't even friends anymore. So like they had like some weird falling out like Anna and Jeremiah did. So one of the local like town things that kids would do is look for the Ursulina, which is what the follow-up book is called. So it tells me that it's going to end up being more important, especially because there's some loose ends at the end of this book. But the Ursulina is kind of like the local Bigfoot. It's like the, the monster that you never actually find, right? And so like kids will hunt for it or whatever. But Anna is like convinced that they had found the Ursulina and like that's what happened to Jeremiah. But like her being a small kid, because I think she's like maybe 10 when when Jeremiah goes missing, like they're like 10, 11, 12, maybe. Um, so like the Ursulina comes kind of in and out of this story throughout the time. But no, there's no real Ursulina, at least as far as the story <laughs> solution goes. But like that's what I'm talking about. It's like how all of these like relationships that the town has kind of add a different little piece of information as to like what happened to Jeremiah. So when it jumps ahead 10 years later, Shelby's dad is no longer the sheriff. He very clearly, even 10 years prior, had signs of um, like early dementia or Alzheimer's or something. He's having a hard time remembering any information. So when you jump ahead 10 years, Shelby's still a deputy, but uh, one of the other men in her department is the sheriff now. So her dad kind of like gives her information where he can because she has questions like what happened 10 years ago. And like even about her own history. And so like every now and then her dad like kind of comes back a little bit. I don't know if you've like talked to a lot of people with dementia, but like sometimes you can tell that like they're trying to answer your question, but it's really indirectly because they're stuck at a different point in time in their brain. Okay. Like, it's really interesting the way that their brains work. But like sometimes she would ask him a question about something and he would have no idea what she was talking about, but then he would suddenly be transported like back to that day that Jeremiah went missing. And like it was like he was having a conversation with somebody who wasn't there or like he thought you were somebody else and he would talk to you as if you were that person and she would find more information out. So 10 years passes and Shelby's still trying to figure out what the heck happened to Jeremiah because Anna lives with her. So like it kind of becomes top of mind sometimes. Like she kind of wonders if that's part of why Anna's so like such an angsty, rebellious 20 year old. But I mean, losing your mom at a young age would do that too. Yep, so, absolutely. And losing them and then like a kid too. It's like, that's a lot of yeah. like, things that are going to affect you young. Exactly. And so like she's dealing with Anna, but then they find um, some evidence at this like old, like used to be like a campground type place. Um, it kind of makes me think of like what like dirty dancing is like at the Catskills with those like one big building, right? Where everyone goes to for like, but there's like activities on the grounds and like that kind of thing. Like that's kind of what I picture. Um, so they find evidence that Jeremiah had been there. So they're like, okay, so whoever got him, he was alive for a while 
because like they they found um he'd been hitting like a badminton like one of those little birdies oh so yeah he had just been like walking around with that they found a birdie there and then they found like toys and so they're like okay so he was here so they finally start to find some more information out about where jeremiah might be um I can't really tell you much more because a lot of <laughs> a lot of it's just interpersonal relationships and she'll be finding out these little bits and pieces from here and there and trying to figure out like her dad always thought that like there was probably an innocent answer to it like it was some sort of accident and that somebody didn't want to come clean about it or whatever the case may be other people in her department including the FBI assumed it was something a little more nefarious but the FBI deals with larger cases on larger scales so usually when they do encounter something it is nefarious you know like you just don't know in a small town um, and you just don't know what secrets people are hiding. So most of this book is just Shelby kind of uncovering her friends and neighbors, like small secrets and information that they didn't want to share out at a time and kind of putting them together. I would give this uh, book like probably a four. I'm going to give it a four because there are a lot of times where she'll be like, I did it. I put it together and then it'll go to the next chapter. But like I, as a reader, have already put it together. Do you know how like sometimes in the books, like you can see that they're putting it together, but they don't quite give you enough to actually get to it. And yeah. then it's a surprise when they tell you it. It wasn't really a surprise. I didn't feel like when I got told information. Okay. Maybe I'm just an excellent detective. I mean, maybe. I mean, that, that could be like you are top notch. So yeah, yeah. basically deputy. Yeah. Let's, um, let's get you deputized. I'll support it. But yeah, so that's that's kind of what this book is about. So she's trying to solve this mystery from 10 years ago because like as a small town, it's hard to move on to from things like this, especially when they didn't find a body, like they didn't know like what really happened. And a lot of times you don't know what happens and sometimes it has to be okay, but like nobody here is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a pretty good mini. It was a solid mini, although it was not many. And a lot of those relationship threads didn't have to be part of the story, but it was a good way to introduce information and to like kind of continue the story with Shelby getting to meet everybody and you hearing more information. So. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be interesting to see too how those are going to tie into that next book. Like, does that part, is that really going to help it? Yeah. Because she really uncovered a lot of stones and like the, the writer did do a good job making sure that like they mostly led her back to like what happened to Jeremiah. Um, but there were plenty of things that I was like, that didn't really get resolved or answered. And so I, I bet you find out more mm -hmm. in the next one. Yeah. All right. Now that's a good one. Even though it wasn't a mini, I mean, episode is a mini, but the book the could be long. <laughs> Like, so that's fine. It's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was well written though. Like they did a pretty good job. Like I said, I could just, I could see kind of around the corner, but for those things that they left open-ended, I really don't know where they're going to go with that. So yeah, so that's good. So there is still a little bit of mystery left. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our snow minis, you know, such a specific topic there that we went with. Um, so specific. Yeah. We have one more episode this year coming oh out gosh. on- what boxing day so yeah yeah it has nothing to do with boxing day uh we really missed out on that option i don't know what we would have done next year but yeah. well, boxing day is what like british so we could have done like uk read oh yeah. next year apologies to everyone that we let down on missing this topic option but you know, you can tell us how disappointed you are on our socials, which is Instagram, isn't it past your bedtime? Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. And TikTok, isn't it past your bedtime? Um, but yeah, with that, hope you all are staying safe as December wraps up. And we will talk at all of you later. Bye, everyone. Bye.